This is the Mexico Revealed Podcast. Welcome to the Mexico Revealed Podcast. We're back with episode... I don't know, I'm losing track. Five, something like that. Hola, hola, hola. (laughs) Bienvenidos. Glad to have our listeners back, huh? We're pumping out some more episodes. And very excited to have a very special guest as uh, a participant on this episode of the Mexico Revealed podcast. And maybe we should let Melissa introduce our very special guest. You want to do that, Melissa? Sure. So about a year and a half ago, I got married to Mike and he's on our podcast today. Yay! Was it a virus wedding? They made it. Yep. Yep. Milagro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. I'm excited to be on the podcast. <laughs> We're glad to have you, Mike. You're our yeah. very first guest to participate in the Mexico Revealed podcast. So, so that's a milestone. Lucky duck. Lucky duck. I don't know if it's good or torture, but thank you for being our guest. Of course. So Mike and Melissa got married in June of 2020 in the middle of coronavirus. So that was that's a whole other podcast episode, probably. But yeah. uh, but Mike, before you married Melissa, you had never been to Mexico, correct? Correct. I've never been to Mexico. There was one time my family planned a trip to go to Cancun. However, it was right when Hurricane Katrina hit there and we had to change our plans and we went to New York instead. So I never went to Mexico ever until I met Melissa. But you, you've done some traveling, right? So you're not, it's not like you haven't traveled around, just not Mexico. Correct? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's been you're to a-, a lot of countries, exotic ones too. Mm -hmm. lived in germany for a while as well but so before you married melissa you knew that melissa had lived in mexico right yes i did know there was quite the mexican influence and (laughs) melissa and mexico were go hand in hand he's in the pod it's kind of hard for him to not know because (laughs) it's like a really big part of me Yeah. yeah So as a result of that, you've been married for how long now? About a month and or a year and four months. About Almost a year and four year months. And, and even with coronavirus raging and everything, how many times have you been to Mexico now, Mike? Within six months, we've been to Mexico three times. So within, a, within a six-month time frame. Yeah, within a six-month time frame. <laughs> three times. So, so did you... So I know you knew Melissa had lived in Mexico and she speaks Spanish and all that sort of stuff. But did you did you expect that you had traveled to Mexico this much when you married Melissa? No, I had no clue. I, I figured we'd probably go maybe once every few years or so, but I did not think we would go this often. So it's been quite a treat and it's been great. So you've been, so tell us, You've been, you mentioned you've been to Mexico three times and during that six month period. So three times since you married Melissa. So where, where in Mexico have you been? The first time we went to Mexico was over Christmas and we went to um, 
Playa del Carmen, Cancun area. And that was wonderful. The second time it was just Melissa and I, and we went to Puerto Vallarta in the springtime. And then our last time was to Mexico City and all three very unique experiences and um, all great experiences and very unique to themselves. That's a good variety right there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, good mix. West Coast and right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Melissa, did you warn him before you got married? Hey, you know what? You marry me, you're going to be going to Mexico a lot. Well, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be three times in six months, but I knew that I wanted to take him to Mexico because that's, you know, I grew up the majority of my early childhood there so I wanted him to experience it so but yeah it's great and then then sometime Melissa you'll have to go to Germany with Mike yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that'd be good Mm -hmm. although Melissa has been to Germany at least yeah but not with Mike it's more of other parts with Mike Yeah. the romantic road Yes. So Caroline, Caroline is in the dating world. Do you warn potential boyfriends about your Mexico connection, Caroline, or anything like that? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) Fully warned, huh? What about Sam? Yeah. Sam's what did you say? No, he's not going to answer that. Okay. What? Sam's what do you gonna, mean? Sam's answer gonna, what? If you tell talk- people that you are connected to Mexico. Yeah, I mean, all my friends know. Yeah. And, okay. and girls. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I lived no, in Mexico for seven wrong. years. Fun fact. It's awesome. It makes <laughs> it more interesting. <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds good. So we're going to talk a little bit more with Mike here about some of his impressions about uh, traveling to Mexico. But before we do that, we're going to introduce a new segment into our podcast, which I think should be a lot of interest to our listeners. And that segment is called Mexico Travel Update. So we're going to share a few sort of recent things in the news that related to Mexico travel that we think are interesting. And uh, Melissa, Caroline, and, and Sam all have uh, a few things to share with us. So maybe we'll start with Melissa. Melissa, you want to share with us your first item of the Mexico travel update? Sure. So my update is about um, travel award winners in the Latin America world. So, you know, Latin America is really big. There are a lot of countries and some of the beginning countries that they talk about are like Argentina with South America's leading destination, Chile, Peru, but this is a Mexico revealed podcast. So the main ones that Mexico um, won out of these awards were... um, they did, or let's see, Mexico celebrated with 
a raft of destination awards, including Cancun, which got them Mexico and Central America's leading beach destination. Cozumel, which won them Mexico and Central America's leading island destination. And Mazatlan, which won them Mexico and Central America's leading city destination. Um, with its tropical neoclassical architecture and paradise beach. Which so, city was that? Mazatlan? Mm-hmm, Mazatlan. So okay. Cancun, Cozumel, and Mazatlan got three big main awards for Mexico and Central America. Cancun nice. and Cozumel, they're, they're pretty close. That's yeah. what, 30-minute boat ride, maybe 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Take, the, mm-hmm. take the ferry. Right there next to each other. Yeah. One of them got beach and one of them got island. So Yeah. And Mazatlan, <laughs> interesting. We've been to Mazatlan, although we haven't explored it too much. That was but the I one guess... with the jellyfish. Yeah, yes. that's like yeah. all I remember. Huge, this... huge jellyfish. Yeah, we were there in the summer when the water was really warm. So you had a f- lot of jellyfish <laughs> floating around. <laughs> yeah, so pro tip, if you're going to go to Mazatlan, check to see research. when the jellyfish season is before yeah. you go. Yeah, I think in the summer. But I remember driving through the town, but we didn't really explore it much, did we? So as far as like the colonial aspects and things, we'll have to try that some other time. But uh, interesting. Well, good. Thank you, Melissa. That's a good good news item. Okay, Caroline, what uh, what's your contribution to the Mexico travel update? Yeah, earlier, um, Mike mentioned that his family tried to go to Cancun. And then when that wasn't happening with Hurricane Katrina, they changed their plan to go to New York City, which is interesting because New York City and Cancun are the number one and number two travel destinations in um, the world during the holidays. Um, so Mexico, it's it's great. It's right at the top of the list with Cancun and then um, Cabo and Puerto Vallarta all at the top of the list for beach destinations during the holidays and I think overall um, favorite destinations for tourists during the holidays. Now that's the uh, um, that's based on an analysis of where people are making their travel plans, correct? Mm-hmm. Because they want to go somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. New and York who, City isn't warm. And no. who, who is New York that? City has the charm of Christmas. <laughs> right. And I think they broke it out between. Domestic travel, and these are for Americans, right? Domestic travel destinations versus international travel destinations. And tell me, doesn't it say, Caroline, that there was somebody like looked at the actual bookings or something like that? I think so. I like going yeah, so to Allianz the- Partners. We're not going to Mexico. We're not going to Mexico for no. Christmas. Allianz Partners analyzed 2.3 million travel itineraries with round-trip flights departing from U.S. airports. So the number one international was Cancun, right? But what was it? What else was in the top ten, Caroline? Um, Cabo and Puerto Vallarta. Those were number one, two, and three. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Pretty good. You sweeped the podium. Yeah. Nice, Mexico. But people like the beach, don't they? And the most convenient beach for Americans is Mexico. No? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Thank you, Caroline. That's good, good information. I'm glad to see Mexico is up there at the tops of the charts for, uh, for holiday travel. Okay, Sam, you want to share with us the third news item? Yeah, sure. So just two days ago on October 28th, uh, Travel Pulse released a new um, article talking about the new Ritz-Carlton in Mexico City. And in, in Ritz-Carlton's being introduced into Mexico City, and the, what makes it so special is that um, it's 58 stories tall, so it towers along the biggest skyscrapers. And the three main resources that were used to build it were glass, metal, and mirrors. And why it's, those materials are so important is because it incorporates Mexico City's culture and hospitality into the actual building itself. It faces Chapultepec Park, and it's overall just an amazing, from what I've read, it's an amazing place to stay if you go to Mexico City. Nice. Right. Or if you can't afford to stay there, because that's an expensive one. Yeah. Then maybe we could just walk in the lobby or <laughs> order a hot chocolate or something. I was looking at the I was looking at hotels in Mexico City recently and the Ritz Carlton popped up on my search. And it actually wasn't too bad in terms of the rates. The, it was about, I don't know, something like 340 a night or something like that. So not obviously not a uh, you know holiday and express. It, yeah, uh, affordable option, but not ridiculously expensive either so it was in that three to 350 sort of range which uh, uh isn't too bad and i've seen where that is i mean i've never been there it's new but uh it's right next to the torre mayor you kids remember the torre mayor on reforma yeah on reformas and right there by kind of by the chipotepec castle i think when we went there to mexico city couple months ago and we went to Chapultepec Castle you could see it like being built from there yeah I think the sign was up on the building wasn't it mm -hmm. yeah so I guess it's open now and it used to be that the I mean kind of the the main place of the tall fancy hotels in Mexico City was in Polanco right by also close to the park but close to the Auditorio Nacional where you had the Hotel Nico, which we are all familiar with, right? Do you remember? Yes. You guys that remember staying in the landing. Hotel Nico? First landing into Mexico. Mm -hmm. Although it's now the Hyatt Regency, so it's changed from the Hotel Nico to the Hyatt Regency. And then next to that, you had the Intercontinental Presidente Chipotepec. And then next to that, you have the JW Marriott. And then you have a W Hotel just kind of all in a row there in Polanco. But now you're getting some newer fancy hotels on Reforma, a little bit further towards downtown from those hotels. So going more into the business district, I guess. And for a long time, you've had the Four Seasons right in that area. Do you remember that, Marianne, the Four Seasons? Yes. And uh, I think because last time we went by there, it was all scaffolded. Full of mm -hmm. construction going on. 
Yeah, it might be. There's a lot of construction going on in that area, but they have the Four Seasons has been right there for a long time, and they've built some of these new towers. And a little bit ago, they built a St. Regis right near there. And now there's a Ritz-Carlton in that area. So it's becoming another little kind of hotel center in Mexico City. And, uh, and then, of course, you have Santa Fe with a lot of the hotels there. But Santa Fe tends to be more business travelers, I think, uh, than either Polanco or, or the Reforma area. Although I'm sure you get lots of business travelers there, too. But Santa Fe's, I think, even more so, probably. But anyway, good good news item. Thank you, Sam and, and Caroline and Melissa. Thank you for your contributions to our very first Mexico travel update segment. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So now let's get back to the main topic, which is a newcomer's uh, impression of Mexico. So, uh, Mike, coming back to you, tell us a little bit more about that. Your first time was going down to uh, Playa del Carmen with us, mm -hmm. which was, if I remember, that was Caroline's number one beach pick in, uh, in our podcast, our first episode. Right, Caroline? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Mike, on your trip, we were going to Playa del Carmen. We flew into uh, Cancun. What were your first impressions? Well, my, my first thought, my, or my first real experience in Mexico was in the airport in Cancun and seeing the massive line of people having to go through customs um, that just got off the flight, probably from America, and um, having to wait there for several hours going through that line. And it's sweaty, it was hot and humid. And uh, yeah, so... I mean, it was probably just crazy during the holidays and people were trying to get out and it was kind of at the end of uh, 2020. So people were trying to travel again some more. And that was that was kind of eye-opening seeing how many people were just all right there in the airport trying to get through customs. And um, after that, I think the, the biggest impression across all the trips from um, Cancun to Mexico City, especially Mexico City, and to Puerto Vallarta is the driving. And we, we rented a car in Cancun and um, I'm just so glad that I didn't do any of the driving because it is definitely not my style. And um, it's very, very different, very unique and it's hard. And- I mean, it's crazy? Crazy. Yeah. I would it's not- crazy. <laughs> No lanes, just yeah. kidding, there's lanes. Yeah, sort of. Lanes are suggestions, though, right? Caroline? You make your own lanes. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. is a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, so, so I'd be more so probably Mexico City experiencing the big city like that. But yeah, driving is crazy. And, you know, right coming from the airport and coming right in and then getting a car and driving on the streets, I didn't really expect the freeways to be like, kind of like ground level and like right next to all these buildings. It didn't really feel like a freeway. And like people are walking across the street trying to sell you things. And, but yeah, it was really interesting, really unique and not like any other country I've ever seen before. Yeah, that's like a whole market when you get those traffic jams on the freeway to when it's slowed down or stopped. Yeah. That's when you can buy your peanuts your water, your wow. candies. 
Your flowers. flowers. That's when mm -hmm. I get gardenias. That's the best time. Yeah. Mom gets trapped. She falls for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. For the gardenias. Flowers. Oh, for the awesome. flowers. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Mike, you don't speak Spanish. So how was it showing up there not knowing any Spanish? Because we all speak Spanish. So we're kind of used to that now. But for you, just being an English speaker, and well, you speak German as well. But uh, as a non-Spanish speaker, mm -hmm. what, what, how did, you, how did you feel? Uh, I felt like I definitely needed Melissa by my side uh, to kind of guide me, um, as far as like you know the culture and kind of like the the way that people do things. And I definitely needed somebody to like tell me what to do. Um, Kind of explain some things especially like ordering at restaurants or you know going around the city that was definitely a big help as far as just being a non-spanish speaker you could you could probably get by if you're just you know at a hotel on a beach people are going to speak some english there but you know if you're going to venture out and like kind of explore some other outskirts you definitely need some spanish under your belt spanish helps yeah. Although, Mike, I will say that by the end of that Mexico City trip, you were ordering all by yourself in <laughs> Spanish. That's so. true. Mike, he knows yeah. some key words that Taco. are very good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> You've got talent for language. Yeah. Um, Dos tacos. Dos tacos. <laughs> Donde es la baño? <laughs> Elba. Well, I know. <laughs> hey, don't correct my grammar. Sorry, I'm just taking a grammar Spanish class right now in college, and it's just ingrained in my head. Yeah. El. <laughs> That's right. So, so what about the place that we stayed there in Playa del Carmen and the beach? What was your impression of that? Yeah, the beach in Playa del Carmen was fantastic. It was really soft and um, if I remember right, it was more of like a, a wider color, kind of a pure color, it seemed like the sand. The water was really warm compared to you know most places you can go to an ocean. And kind of reminds me, uh, one trip I stayed at was on the Gulf Coast of Florida. And you know, mm -hmm. you're right kind of in that area and the water's really warm, the sand's fantastic. and yeah, it was really peaceful too. We, we went to a place where it wasn't super crowded. So you, you weren't fighting over beach property and you get a chair, you could go underneath a palm tree if you wanted to. And yeah, it was really great. So what about, what about the food? We went to, we did both restaurants and we also went to the grocery store. What were your impressions on that? The grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grocery store is interesting. Uh, I remember one, ex one impression I had. I remember going to the grocery store one time and seeing like all the meats out, out, and, out and about, you know, like all kind of meat stacked together, like on a table. Um, I like the pastries, the bakeries they have in there. Those are great. Um, the restaurants, you know, when, when people say like Mexican food or like Mexican restaurants, people are going to think, you know, tacos enchiladas burritos they're gonna think that but you know we had a great experience of just eating like you know mexican food that wasn't necessarily tacos or burritos you know you got some other things as well and i i'm forgetting the dish right now but what was that first meal we had in mexico city 
um, kind of like by our Airbnb in that little mall. There's like kind of like a soup thing. Oh, is- El Bajillo. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that stuff's really good too. That was the consomme de pollo, right, Marianne? Wasn't that- mm-hmm. And then you put in like fresh onion, fresh cilantro, fresh avocado. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, and kind of going back to Playa del Carmen, you know, you're right on the ocean and you get a lot of great seafood as well. You can get fish and um yeah and just to clarify the grocery store where you saw all the meat out i think that was that's not like maybe in the markets when you went when you drive through the zocalo you can see all the meat hanging but like if you go to the superama commercial mexicana those types usually it's packaged in a case and pro tip this is my personal opinion, but don't go to Walmart in Mexico. Go to Chedrali. Chedrali, <laughs> In Playa del Carmen. <laughs> Definitely no, go to Chedrali. No context. Don't go to <laughs> no context. Trust me. Yeah, we were... That was big COVID then, and they were restricting the number of people who could go in. We had some little battles over that right but uh, well it was christmas eve and i think they were worried people were gonna like storm the store or take the stuff so they make you like stand on the the circle as you're going progressing in the line and then when we got up to the front they would only let one of us in which was person per household and so then melissa mike sam and caroline where were you, Scott? I snuck in, so I oh, got into. He doesn't yeah. look like all of us, so he, and he was at the back of our little line. So anyway, they had to wait outside, fighting with the guys. Well, but it was so sad. Yeah. Go ahead, Caroline. No, you go. Well, so there was this one mom, and she had two little girls that were like I don't know, twelve. 11 and 12 and she can't just leave her little girls outside the store while she goes in but they wouldn't let her go in with her girls so she like sent one of her girls in with a cart and then was gonna like a couple minutes later try to get in but they like didn't let her in so then her one of her girls was stranded in Walmart while she was stranded outside of Walmart with her other girl and it was just a horrible mess. And these people at Walmart didn't have any compassion for this lady. So, yeah, that's traumatic. That's when you got to step in and say, look, I'll watch your children. I promise I'll stay right here. Go get I your- almost said that, but it was too late. She had already sent her daughter in. One in. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was the Walmart yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's normally not like that, though, is it? No, that no, was just and later, COVID and later that day, was it later that day or the next day, Christmas, we went to Chedraui and we didn't have any problem. So yeah. Chedraui, that's the one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fewer problems there. But and again, this was big COVID, so kind of crazy and the beach so they've got lots of tourists lots of people Mm -hmm. lots of crazy yeah 
All right. So, uh, so yeah, the grocery store, we went to some nice restaurants though. We also went to a few activities. What did we do outside of the beach and Playa del Carmen restaurants? Explore. I'm trying to remember. Explore. Yeah, we went to explore. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? What is it? Yeah, that was awesome. It's a uh, zip line, adventure park, uh, going in some caves, some uh, some, I don't know, just like a little water experience, a uh, bit of everything. It seems like, you know, you have like a buffet, you get to ride some four wheelers through on some dirt roads and zip lines. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. And it's kind of expensive, but the buffet is included mm -hmm. and it's all you can eat. So it's a good opportunity if you haven't tried food, but you don't dare to order it off the menu mm -hmm. you can try new stuff there and it's yeah. good yeah the zip line was pretty amazing too they have big zip lines mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was a lot of fun and there there are long zip lines too they're I mean, coming from other places you know around the u.s I mean, yeah. lines, it's you don't i mean it's kind of a shorter experience compared to what you haven't explored there so what about, we also went to some archeological sites, right, Mike? Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, I remember, I, I remember, I think the first one we went to, the whole parking lot was flooded, it seemed like, and it rained either the day before or that morning. And Where was that? What was that one? That was Coba, wasn't it? Yeah, Coba was the mm -hmm. first one we went to and then Tulum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was really cool. I mean, you walk in there and you would never guess there's artifacts or a site there because there's so densely, there's so many trees in there, so densely packed together that uh, like you could honestly just like turn a corner and keep walking somewhere and you could probably find something that nobody's ever found before. And um, yeah, it was really cool. We hopped on some bikes and then rode a little bit further deep into the forest and saw some other sites there and that was pretty cool yeah yeah that was neat so that was fun your first experience there but then uh you also went to puerto vallarta and then mexico city how did puerto vallarta compare with cancun and playa del carmen uh puerto vallarta was great as well um we're on the west coast and um the the water is a little bit colder over there on that side and um, we stayed a little bit more so in the hotel um, kind of by the airport and we spent a few days like in the main part of the city walking around some sites and um, explored a little bit there we had we took a ferry over to part of the across the bay and had a little experience there and that was great as well and Mexico City is just a huge mass of city. I mean, it's hard to compare that to Playa del Carmen and Puerto Vallarta. Um, obviously, there's no beach there. And the culture is also different as well. I mean, when you're on the beach, you kind of have more the businesses and the kind of the industries around there are centered more on tourists. And Mexico City is just there's lots of people and there's a big melting pot as well. Lots of different cultures there. And if you thought the traffic was crazy in Cancun, 
then what about Mexico City? <laughs> yeah, Mexico City. I could. I will never drive a car in Mexico. It's just. Oh, you would if you had to. I did. I had to. You yeah, would. my stress levels. It was just even just being in the car. It's like, oh man, like everyone's honking and people are just. Yeah, it's chaotic, but you got to do it. You got to kind of inch your way in there somehow. Listen, Caroline have both driven in Mexico City. True. Not, not for very the, long. Yeah, <laughs> not in the kind of traffic that we're describing, though. You did Best it, though. Day, just drive on Sunday morning early, because then nobody's on the roads, and then you can practice. You just have to look out for those big potholes, like that last time we were there, and there was that huge pothole that was literally huge. They had a cone <laughs> in front of it. And they put, like, a huge cone in it but if a car went down in that it's not going to recover it's not coming out remember yeah 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 um, and i remember even just kind of exploring from like mexico city out to other like on the outskirts of mexico city and it's really interesting how like the roads evolve and you know they're still building a lot you know tunnels and bridges and expanding there and yeah it's still growing out there and trams Remember how they've got those gondola things now, like a people mover to go across the main freeway from village to village out there. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat when we drove out to Teotihuacan. So, yeah, big urban environment, Mexico City. What about the food in Mexico City? Did you, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was great. I mean, you really can't go wrong with food there. I was never worried about food poisoning or getting a bad meal. It was, I, I knew it was going to be a good time no matter what I ordered. I don't remember ever having a bad meal. And yeah, I, I think all around the restaurants were great. Um, you know, even not having as much traditional Mexican food, even having like steak and fries and um, even going to like Shake Shack one time. I mean, you, you can get anything that you want there as you can in America. And we didn't even pay you to say that. <laughs> Maybe you're feeling pressure as the sun. I don't no, know. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had steak in several places and I wasn't worried at all. And it was fantastic and probably better than what you'll get in America most of the time. I mean, it's a big cultural hub and a big melting pot, Mexico City. So you get lots of people from Europe and other parts of the world. And so, yeah, it kind of just makes it a, a place where that kind of stuff can, can live and thrive, so. If you could eat, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Melissa. If you could eat one meal right now from any restaurant in Mexico City, which one would you pick? Oh man, I'm kind of feeling the, the Puerto Modero. That was pretty good. That sounds pretty good right now. The steak restaurant, it was Argentine. The octopus, didn't we get octopus there? Um, I think we did. I'm not sure if it was there. No? Mm. Oh, okay. That was the one where we got a whole tray of meat. Yeah. Bunch, oh. bunch of different kinds of meat. Yeah. Then we got those little poofy potato things. Oh, yeah. Remember those? But even yeah. like 50 Friends Pizza, I mean, even the people Ooh. there, it's not like, it's still really good. I mean, you wouldn't expect pizza in Mexico to be like that great, but it's, it's awesome. 
Sam loves that. That's his favorite. Yeah. 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 That was good. Mm-hmm. And we got some tacos at El Khalifa. So, right. so mm. yeah. So maybe just one last question before we wrap this up. We also went to some historical sites in Mike in Mexico City. Um, what what were your thoughts about the places we went? We went to the castle. We went to the Zocalo down there, the cathedral. We went out to Teotihuacan. What were your thoughts on those places? Yeah, the Zocalo was really cool. Just this big, grand center of the city kind of courtyard and just kind of walking around there and seeing... You got a lot of people that are kind of building businesses around tourists and they'll dress up and Sam was lucky enough to get a blessing. And so hopefully that's still in effect. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was great. And then even going on the outskirts and even some of the temples and um, I mean, it was, they're, they're, they're vast sites. And so you spend a lot of time walking and um, they're just really big, you know, artifacts and you can you could spend a lot of time there but yeah we we had a good experience there i'd say well i'm glad you had a good time mike that's uh it's fun to hear so you can survive as a first time visitor to mexico although it probably helps having a wife who lived there for seven years no yeah definitely and one last thing i would say that you know is pretty normal for people that are in mexico but kind of different than americans are the tipping culture you know i remember even when we were in mexico city we were up in the mountains that one time and somebody wanted a tip to help us guide us out of the parking lot and i was like man these people will ask a tip for anything you know anything that they can help you with or like finding a parking spot they want backing out of a parking spot yeah yeah <laughs> and, they right. and they want a tip yeah they get the guy whistling right as he guides you <laughs> mm-hmm. up well, you get the guy who puts the cone down, like, I own this spot, yeah. this parking spot. So to park there safely without him destroying your car, then you give him 10 Yeah, days. there's actually a term for that. I'm trying to remember what those guys are called that are, that are like the street uh, parking dudes that uh, sort of like control where you can park and charging money for that and i can't remember there's actually a term for those guys but i mean you don't have to pay them but you run a risk if you don't so just pay them the 10 pesos or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah yeah and and again it's a place where there's a lot of people who are living on very low incomes and amounts of money and trying to scratch by and i think that's even more the case now with covid and everything so so you have a little bit more of that culture but uh but, yeah, so if you can help out a little somewhere, it's a good idea. That's right. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's great to hear your impressions of first time in Mexico. I've been there three times now, and I don't know, when's the next trip planned? You got something coming up? <laughs> Melissa? Maybe not at the moment, no. <laughs> we need to plan something right we need to plan another trip down there so mm-hmm. all right so we'll just finish on this so our next trip to mexico where would it be quick Ooh. lightning round okay i second that uh-uh. no that's a good one where sam the beach which beach come on lightning uh, round aquamal melissa said san miguel too caroline 
I want to try Mazatlan again, but no jellyfish this time. That sounds, that's a good one. Very, very interesting. Mike. I would either say San Miguel because I know that's Melissa's favorite part in the whole world or Cabo. Never been Cabo's there. Cabo's a good, yeah. Yep, those are all good. I kind of think I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I'm thinking Cabo. Let's do Cabo. Yeah. Okay, Scott, sign us up. You pay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it for our episode. Uh, again, thanks, Mike, for joining us. Great yeah. to have you on. First guest on Mexico Revealed, and uh, and hopefully we'll get you down to Mexico again sometime soon. But uh, again, thanks for joining us. To our listeners, remember to check us out on MexicoRevealed.com, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of your traditional platforms. Check out our bonus content on MexicoRevealed.com, and be sure and leave us a comment and share it with your friends. So, looking forward to you the next time. But. Everybody, take care. Adios. Adios.